When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, my name's Nicole. And my name's Armand. And together we're a little country duo called Broadtree. And you are listening to Tobin Tonight. It's been a year. How have you guys been? Why have you guys been up to you? And like, did you miss me? <laughs> I think we miss this. I mean, we miss yeah. seeing your face. It was we we. I, I don't know. I love our interactions just because like it, it's so entertaining when we get a message from you on Instagram, and my hope is that it's always a voice message, which it always <laughs> is. And then and then there's like a combination of like, like and excitement and fear of what's about to happen, especially when there's like seven of them in a row. I'm like. Oh, he had a good Saturday night. Really good Saturday night. This should be fun. You just drunk dial us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like people would assume instantly when you say that. It's like, yeah, it's like it's a Friday night, it's a Saturday night. He's definitely just going through his Instagram. And he's like, he has to remain professional. He has a podcast. But it's like <laughs> but if you listen to it, you're like, oh my God. It's like he was he was wasted. I'm like, nope, just, no, just sitting in my room and they're like can you at least it's like if you had a PR person, can you at least spin that that you got drunk and then they, we can make it look like it wasn't so bad? I'm like, nope, it's oh, just no, me. No. So they're like, so you weren't on anything like no drama. Like, no, they're like, can you work with us here? We want to give you a reason why you are weird. I'm like, I am weird and I like it. I like doing the voice message things for people because tone in text is hard to tell. And like when you get 20, like not that I would, but if you get like 20 odd texts from people, you're like, what's up? Nothing you same <laughs> conversations over. And then you're like, wow, that really went places. And then they'll like three, three weeks from that. They'll be like, man, we don't talk a lot. I'm like right here. This is why. Hey, nothing much. You, Hey, I'm going to a wedding. Cool. And it just keeps going. I'm like, these are one word answers. At least in yeah. voice message. You're like, Listen to it. Enjoy it. Plus, I mean, uh, you can't do, like, voices and impressions. Yeah, if, I think uh, that's the thing we look forward to the most. I'm like, all right, what's the voices coming in? And, like, I feel like at times we, like, send requests. Yeah. And an hour later, we're like, yep, okay, nail that one, too. Yeah. I feel like I, I've, I've tried to master a few more, but dealing with, like, COVID earlier in the year, uh, I was like, oh, man, I really had the uh, Monsters, Inc. voice down pat. And then I was like, you know what? Let's see if I can keep it without COVID. And then just like Sully, Sully, and I was just still like, I don't even know who the character is. But one of my friends is like, "Did did you interview that person?" I'm like, "That's me." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's interesting to do voice messages. I like that sometimes when you send ones back, it's like two o'clock my time in the in the morning, and I'm like, "Good, something to listen to," and then like <laughs> prepare to respond to the next morning. I want to ask you, of course, now you know, all the acts now that we've had on and all the acts that you've seen, like, you know, tell me a little bit about that whole growth and prospect because a year from now, when we had you on, like, what about we have you a year from now on again? Like, do you think that there'll be more acts that you'll know? But like, 
I did I didn't know that Paige was involved in this. I didn't know that Robin Alini was involved in this. Like, have you met acts that you're kind of surprised that you're like, I did not know that you did this the same way that we did. Like, I didn't know you were in the same field. I think a really good way to kind of describe it, and I think it's it's extremely humbling, and at the same time, it's also at the CCMAs in London. I think that's maybe like the best way mm-hmm. to kind of put it. So at the CCMAs in London. We had a lot of people. They don't know us by name. No one knows like Armand and Nicole, and that's <laughs> fine. And, and it was very overwhelming because we had people that we didn't know. And like, hey, Broadtree, we're like, what? Did you know who that was? <laughs> no. Okay. We don't know. But I think you know uh, this community is amazing in the sense of just how embracing and welcoming everybody is. You know, we didn't know Paige, for example, like Paige Rutledge. We didn't know her. We knew her via like a few DMs on Instagram and a couple of comments, but. You know, when we met everybody at the CCMAs, it's like, you know, we've known them for years. So I think that's been one of the coolest parts about, you know, even though, you know, we weren't able to necessarily meet anybody up until that moment. I don't know. It, it was it was an it was an interesting time from going from, yeah, like like you said, to having these people on the sh- on your show and not necessarily, I guess, realizing that, you know, we were in kind of that same community, too, that if that cool. makes sense. Like we were in that same pool and seen at that because i don't know like a year ago when we were doing this and like we're the little like babies that have no idea what we're doing and like when we play one of these shows like the first i think online like songwriters round that we did with dave woods we were just like these look at the people that we're playing with like we looked up yeah. all of them we're like holy crap they like this guy's written like a juno why? song we're like wow why, why are we, why are we here same, like yeah oh, um, and the first one we did live too oh my god so it's it's <laughs> it, it's been humbling to kind of been i think we were we were intimidated the first time we did it and now you know there's always still like that nervousness but that nervousness is more like crap we have to play a show like we're about to go on stage in front of people and play and it's no longer the nervousness of imposter syndrome my god yeah like that imposter <laughs> kind of gone yeah that's a really good word for it (laughs) you have like a new song out at this point tell me a little bit about the song i've now again i've seen clips or snippets of the video on instagram i've seen like the lyrical video i have teased you about the lyrical video uh, (laughs) in in terms of like i like the keith urban references i like how country music now kind of you know, there, there are certain artists, even with country music, that's like, yeah, I put on that Garth Brooks song. I'm like, yeah, you did. And I know that Garth Brooks song. So I, I feel old, but I still understand it. But then when you reference Keith Urban, I'm like, yes, that's a great way to start a song. But my very first thing I'm going to bring up to you, Nicole, because I feel like this is Nicole's doing is so you're upset that he's out drinking with his buddies, but you're basically saying that's OK for you to drink red Come on, why are you mad if he's out drinking with his buddies and you're out drinking red? I feel like that's a double standard there, Nicole. So I think this comes from the timeline. So the song (laughs) is all told in retrospect. So tonight she is at home chilling with her red wine because she's finally kicked this guy to the curb and she's like celebrating personally at home. When she talks about him being out with his buddies, that is in the past. This is the relationship she had before where he was out every night causing trouble, being raucous, you know, is that a raucous? raucous is that an yeah. adjective? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, causing trouble, getting himself arrested, beating up strangers. So she's at home. Well, where are those lyrics? Is that in like the is that in like the, the uncensored version? Because all I heard was he was out drinking with his buddies. I want the uncensored version where it's like, and he was beating up hookers. And I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, definitely dump that guy. 
That was our original, and then we went back and rewrote it because we we're like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Radio, yeah, you got you got to look at what country Radio is going to no, play. There, 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 there will be a sequel, a sequel single called. <laughs> You're, you're beating the hookers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like. Listen, you talked to Dean Brody. Dean Brody had some good songs. I, I, I'm. It's funny because we had him on like three or four years ago, and I was even shocked. I'm like, you're a country music artist, and you're telling me that country radio wouldn't play Dean Brody. And he's like, yeah, there were just certain lyrics they didn't like. I'm like, what did you do? Did you go like Eminem verse in a Dean Brody song? Like, what happened there, Dean? He's like, oh man, just certain topics. I was like, all right, fair enough, but. Sometimes I listen to the country radio and I'm like, whoa, that is not the country music I listened to or grew up on. I grew up on listening to beers, trucks and women. And now it's almost like, yeah, well, they're all intact. But how about my job? I'm like, your job is a country singer. What are you sad about? Or there's just like nice songs out there. Like I think, you know, a shout out to I think it's like Steve Olson. I I think that's you know, Nashville to nothing or Nashville or nothing, something of that nature. Yeah. I like that song, but it's just generally, Hey, I had a dream to go to Nashville. I'm like, it's awesome. Love it. No (laughs) song, nothing about women, nothing about beer, nothing about, and I'm like, that's cool. And then the next minute on the radio, be like Tim McGraw truck. Yeah. I'd be like, can I win? win, Please. Can you just have like, I, I would love it if a country music station had to do one day where they couldn't find a song about women, beer, or trucks and then they're like we can't we're out of we, we can't so we actually have um, <laughs> this thing called car, our, right? we have a country cliche list that we keep with us in the car and <laughs> it's a list of it so it's it's because we write you know country yeah. songs it's a list of things that are cliche in country songs so we have three and they're, they're columned and the one is this is what is it this is okay sometimes to sing no this is this is okay this is a cliche that is okay to sing about like mama you're allowed to sing about your mother that's fine yep. so that that's a cle- that's a that's a column that we're like the, 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 yes, the, yes the second column is things that are okay sometimes like dirt roads you can talk about that sometimes but not too often or that's way too much and then we have the column about things you are never allowed we're never allowed to write about in our songs because they're just so painfully cliche that nicole will not be able to handle it so we have a couple of things in that what are some things in that i don't know it's your column you you like every time you hear something you're like this is going in the column there's a few things that i'm just like no i refuse we cannot have it's cliche it's overused i hate it that's fair because when you bring up dirt roads it wasn't my my go-to but as soon as you said it instant red flag came up where there's a song i think it's like brooks and dunn uh red Red dirt Dirt road Road. yeah and then there's adam gregory which is like dirt road therapy right that was just two instantly off the top of my head so like i just find so many songs maybe it's we listen to a lot of uh, obviously country canadian country so many of the songs are just about nothing lately. Like every, because back, when, I mean, in the early 2000s, I found songs usually had a story to them yeah. for the most part, which is what we kind of try to do. But now so many songs are literally just about like driving down the country road, my girl in her short, short jeans, blah, blah, blah. It's sunny and warm out, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's, you're not saying anything. Yeah. And it gets on, like some of them, if the song is really good and it's a jam and it's a bop, they can get away with it. That's fine. Like Cruise, Cruise, Florida Georgia Line. It's a great I was song. Gonna, I was going to suggest like Cruise definitely exactly. fits that build, but, but it's just so good. Many, 
people are just doing these songs that are not about anything and they all are the same and i'm like no i refuse that's not cool you, Plus, that's that's gonna be your next song i refuse yeah <laughs> well we were thinking of writing a song about cl- country cliches brad paisley has one that's like how to write it's like country song 101 or something like that and it mentions like the the american soldiers you got to talk about our, our troops and you got to talk yeah. about jesus and church on sunday and all these things it's so funny marianne is uh marianne is trenched in one call i think pop 101 that that you know what the sad like, part is for me <laughs> with that song it's when we had ian castleman on this show at one point i was like he's like yeah there were people like super offended and they're like oh look marianne's trench changed her song i was like I was that was me. I was one of those people. And then he was like, he's like, why? And I was like, I just thought you were going into pop music. And he was like, no. He was like, we were making fun of pop music. I was like, well, technically, you kind of are pop music. Really <laughs> like you describe most of your songs, right? Yeah, but I mean, in fairness, I think he took it with stride. But I get what he was going for. But like, that's that song is really catchy. I feel like you know, like there's there's parts of like when they bring in like uh, the harmonies of things, and then they talk about Munford and son. And I'm like, dude, yeah. you played that so well. I, and I understood the black eyed peas reference. And I was like, yeah. I understand this song so well, but I like it. And then I'm like, I don't know if you were trying to make fun of that or if you wanted me to actually like it, you were playing really a mental mind fuck on me because I downloaded anyway. So, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Well, that's the thing I love like the entire time that I was listening to it. I'm like, I want to hate this yeah. because it's literally just describing what is wrong with music right now. I want to ask you, going back to like your song there, like just tell me a little bit about the whole process of it and like how you kind of came up with the idea. Because I know, like, listen, when we're talking about cliches with like music and stuff, like, yeah, there are always breakup songs. Like, I feel like I'm really dying at one point to have Taylor Swift on this podcast just to kind of rip her a new one, but also tell her, like, listen, I grew to appreciate you, Taylor, but there was a point in time where I'm like, can you please just find a healthy relationship and write about that? <laughs> Like, just please, for one time, that's why no one wants to date you, because they're like, if I break this girl's heart, I'm going on a number one top ten list for the yeah. rest of time. So that was, There was a point where that was my plan. I'm like, listen, I would <laughs> want to date her for a week, break her heart, and be immortalized. Yeah. In a See, that's wrong. That is wrong on it. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. No, but, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, I we when we finished, like, right after the album came out, and again, this is, you know, I think coming from, like, two people who really didn't know what we were doing when we first started mm-hmm. you know we, we finished the album and in our head and it was covid so it's not like we had this world of oh now we go live and just start to promote it yeah we went okay we should keep writing and like we kept going and then after three weeks i was like we should probably stop you know like we have seven songs we, we're going to release another album in three <laughs> months and that's probably not okay <laughs> so yeah. we we started to tuck a lot of those songs away and then right before our album release party which was a virtual show wonderful so much fun the the guitarist that was playing with us that night he heard like he he heard that song we weren't playing it but he heard it and he's like there's something about that song we're like okay and then we heard multiple people saying the same thing it just literally heard the early demo yeah just not it doesn't sound nearly as big as the final product did but people just kept saying like there's something about that we're like all right well we played it all tour when we finally got to tour in the in, in the fall. And uh, it's the only song we didn't tuck away after, like with all the other songs that we had written after the album. Like, I think it's the only song that I think, you know, we were playing bar gigs and pub gigs, you know, you're doing a bunch of covers, but this was the one song that when people heard people went, Oh, this is, 
this is good. <laughs> uh, so we kind of like we took that and and we're like, all right, well, we'll roll with it. And I think we're like, OK, well, the challenge was we didn't get to release it last summer because we knew it was going to be a summer release. Post COVID song came out. We're like, OK, well, Christmas is around, so we're not going to release it during Christmas. We didn't want to release it in January, so we released something else. And then we're like, OK, this is the year. This is the summer we're releasing this damn song because we've been sitting on it for a year. And it was great. I mean, like we, we plotted it out. We knew the date that we wanted to. We knew that we wanted to make it bigger than it was. So we brought in just some incredible music. This is the first, this was the first time that ever, like in, in our entire time of producing music and doing things together that we actually brought other people in. We brought in more guitarists. We brought in like a pedal, like a pedal steel player. We brought in a, like, banjo. Our, our, like a banjo player and a bassist. We brought in Sean Andrews, who um, is the sound engineer for Glass Tiger. Uh, he's an old friend of mine. So we're like, I'm like, can you mix and master the track? He's like, absolutely. So we were very, other than basically writing the song and kind of getting the very baseline demo done in, in logic, we didn't, we didn't have to do much for this one, which was kind of, it was actually kind of cool to not to have the basic song written and have other people contribute to it. So that, and when we finally heard the final mix, we're like, damn, Jesus, like that's not what we expected it to sound like, but it was, it was in a really, really good way. But that was, I think, the process of like the the recording of it, or at least kind of the, the lifespan of kind of getting it from where it was started to where it got where it ended. But as far as writing the song, mm-hmm. that was that was fun because we knew we were like there was a point where we kind of said like we haven't really written a true like a proper like country song like we're we've treaded that line. We had like everybody's kind of said so yeah you're on this like weird thing of like musical theater and country. We're like well, yeah hence the name. yeah we yeah. know that <laughs> that's kind of our thing, but we wanted to write like a, a a good like just a good old-fashioned like pop country song yeah then yeah, you, the you, seed of the idea came from you for this one and then um going back to the fact that we're you know musical theater people to, to sort of explain to me what he had envisioned this song to be he's like you know the musical waitress you know the what's the main character jenna jenna so the main character in the musical waitress her name's jenna and basic premise of waitress is she has a shitty life with a shitty boyfriend who's just a dirtbag and she kind of starts having an affair with somebody and then she gets pregnant but obviously the guy that she's with thinks it's his and it's a whole thing anyways um so he's like it's jenna and earl who's her shitbag husband right yeah like imagine their relationship (laughs) as soon as he said that i was except imagine their relationship if she'd walked away right as soon as he said that i was like oh i know exactly what this is and i think we we both went away and i like i'm like okay so that's the concept you go do your thing i'm gonna do mine we'll like write out write out what you what you come up with and we'll come back together and the first verse that like it's Friday night, like that whole like concept of like it's Friday night, that to me was my chorus. So I'm like, this is the chorus. Like it's Friday night and like you're you're fucking out of here. That's yeah. And then she came out and then she I think she just said she's like, I mean, the only guy this the only reason this guy keeps coming back is because, you know, she lets him. Yeah, well, and she's he only cares, like it's the idea is he never never bothers with her. He never really cares until she goes away. And then he's like, Oh wait, yeah. no, I do want you. And then nice. And that's where you know that's where that title. Oh. Sorry. And that's See, that's, some, that was, that's someone on the phone. They heard that idea. They're like, "Love it." <laughs> <laughs> now I'm suing you. No. <laughs> and that's and that's literally where that line came from. Like, he only missed me because I'm gone. I'm like, all right, that's the chorus. <laughs> I feel like you know what? Like, not to cut you off there, but like in terms of just the kind of the growth and relatability there. Like, you know, when you were saying like even in the early stages, people were coming up to you and saying like, "This one kind of sticks." 
I think it's due to the relatability where there's people out there that have either been in that spot, have a friend in that spot, mm. or they like they were that spot. You know, like they were the the shit bag, and then they're like, you know what? I'm I'm old enough to realize I was, and the song <laughs> kind of hurts me, but like I get what you're going for. So I mean, I hope like there's not a lot of people that are like, yeah, I was like 20 odd people coming. This song relates to me. It's like, oh, the, you were the one that got le- like you left. No, I was the shit bag. I'd be like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, you know, like fair. You know, here's my thing. If if there's a bunch of if there's a bunch of men that come in and be like, I was the shit bag. I'm like, I'm glad you're acknowledging that. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, better than like like this song hits me hard, but I don't understand why. Be like. <laughs> Be like, are you the shitbag? No, I'm not the shitbag. Be like, are are you sure? I'm not completely sure. Yeah, but I think it's the relatability to it. But at the same point, it's like I like how you're kind of like saying about the growth of bringing in people. Because I was actually going to mention it, but I was like, I don't know how they take it because I don't want to come across as like, you know, some people want to be labeled certain ways. Some people try to get out of their label. But like to me, when I heard Broad Tree, we made the joke last time of like it's Broadway meets country. And I was like, that makes sense. But then this one seemed a little bit more like overly country, but I don't mean it in a negative way. I was like, oh, it's like they kind of have something here with this country song in terms of like they, they're they just sticking right to the middle of this is country. We're not going to overdo it. We know what it is. It's almost like it's like sometimes you'll interview bands and they're like, yeah, we're trying to cross things over. Like we're going to have like pop and screamo. I'm like, what are you going to call that? It's like, we just call it uh, like scop. And I'd be like, that's not even a thing. And they'd be like, it's going to be a thing. I'm like, it's not a thing. Stop. <laughs> and then like later on, they're like, yeah, we should have just stuck with pop. I'm like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing. I think we, we knew we wanted to write kind of like a, a song that bridged more on the countryside, but we still wanted to make sure that we were still keeping ourselves in there. Yeah. Without, and like, that's why we don't have as many cliches and we still have like the two characters in there like having that male that male voice that comes in over top of hers like that was the the the, keeping the little piece of like the broadway in there while we could actually a lot of people like we did video reactions for 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 that part and just the amount of people that just burst out laughing Mm -hmm. when you had the male voice come in and do this yeah Yeah. i'm like that's that's (laughs) so smart like why like i'm like yeah well it works so we'll take it there's yeah there are certain parts when i look at like the snippet of videos where it's like i'm like i get it nicole this is like your kind of thing it's like you whatever but there's like nicole like kind of like even in your instagram clip where nicole like you can hear the voiceover and the singing and, and nicole kind of like stares at you with like the eye like I'm, like I'm like all right relax settle down and then you just hear like the background vocal and then it's like you see you strumming the guitar and then i'm just a, like what is this now? It's like, come on, give him a few, give him a few lines here and there. I want to hear his voice too. Come on. Someone just be like, I, I love this Nicole band. I'd be like, no, it's not just Nicole. There's two of them. And then someone's just like, well, I see him, but I don't hear him. I'm like, listen harder. <laughs> well, and, well, you know what? I, I think it's, it's actually interesting because this was a conversation that we had at one point. It's, we were talking about, you know, songs and singles and, you know, the ones that are like, like if we're if like the existing songs that we had and the stuff that we're writing and, you know, when we're aiming like the, now the point is when, when we start writing a song, we're like, OK, so we wrote the basics of it. Uh, is this an album track? Is it going to be something like a B-side or are we aiming for radio? Because then if we're aiming for radio, we have to trim things up. Yeah. And we had this conversation about the fact that realistically, if, if 
most of the songs, if any, that are going to make it to radio from our end are likely going to be something that has one singer in it. And it's likely going to be Nicole because, let's face it, she's got the better voice. So, And we had that conversation. I'm like, realistically, if, if there is a song that's going to hit as a single, it's going to be one that you're, do, that you're going to do as the vocal because people just tend to identify with that. And if you listen to even Lady Annabellum's first song, it wasn't until like late in the second verse that, remember his name, but like, he like didn't that, and that's because you're already hooked in. Yeah. But if you have two voices going back and forth right off the bat, I just... It's it's just not something that's easily sellable. We, like I think it's something unique, but like Little Big Town's a really good example of that we our publicist like the re- the reason he signed on with us he's like your last single was the closest thing to Little Big Town that I heard and I love Little Big Town so I'm like I'm on like I want you guys we're like nice great awesome you're the huge name in Canadian it was Eric Alper that reached out to us I'm like oh, okay yeah I know, I know I know Eric yeah like you hear the name and everybody goes. Yeah, I know who Eric Alper is. It was as soon as we got that, and he said, "Well, that, I'll so, take him down a peg." I know who he is, but never <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> um, but but it was but it was really interesting. I'm like, okay, well, we started to listen a lot more of Little Big Town because we're like, okay, well, let's see what it is, and it it is very much like there's four singers in that band, but there is never a point where you have two of them singing the same song. Oh, really? Like, okay, I've never noticed that. It's always one of them. Like they'll all be singing the harmonies. They'll all be singing to make yeah. that nice chorus but there's always one lead and they're like you'll have the, one of the male leads and i don't know if you don't have a photo of them you never really know who's singing what but i found yeah, that really really true and when i went to go see them live that was the thing that i looked at i'm like the the, the brunette she's does most of the singing mm-hmm. and then the younger guitarist does the other like if there's a male half he usually tends to do most of them the other two are you know there for backup but that was something that i found really really unique is that marketability now it's it's very rare to find Unless it's a band A featuring this or like lead yes. singer, like, you know, uh, Halsey featuring this artist. Yeah. It's very hard to actually say, like, here's a here's a band or here's an artist where there's two people involved. Love Halsey, uh, by the way. So that's yeah. a good that's a good yeah. that's a good example. Hello, I'm Wendy Mesley. There you are. A lot of people have wondered what happened to you. I could say the same about you, Maureen Holloway. Well, here we are, a few years after we left our previous jobs. We've been busy. We have a podcast. I know, you're thinking, who doesn't? But ours is really good. It's called Women of Ill Repute. We don't just talk to women, though. Just the most interesting people you'd ever want to meet. Artists, musicians, comedians, doctors, activists, convicts, writers, sex workers. Drop some names. Jan Arden, Pamela Anderson, Bruce Coburn. Samantha Irby, Louise Penny, Marilyn Dennis, Colin Mockery. We laugh, we cry, sometimes we argue. Come and find us. Our website is womenofillrepute.com. Or try Apple, Spotify, and all the podcast places. So now you know what happened to us, Women of Ill Repute. I like that like, you were mentioning, because when I think about it, like, so when you mentioned about Little Big Town, the one that comes to mind, and I, again, someone might correct me and be like, no, you're wrong. But like, I think the chicks, I always think like the small one is like always like the more powerful one. The other two kind of do sing, but I, I don't know if they've ever had like their own necessary verse. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the other one I kind of think of when you mentioned that was uh, in terms of. I guess it's somewhat like relatable, like Rascal Flats. Like I know you got the the one that has like the, oh my god, like just the, the voice. The other two are like just good harmony, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, like I, I never really noticed that until you kind of brought it up because there are certain 
like I guess acts out there or musicians and like you listen to them you're like love how they all come together like you know like for me Backstreet Boys like I, I mean yeah they all have their own voice you grow to appreciate it over time but like in the Canadian example like the Hunter Brothers they had really good harmonies but I'm sure individually they have their own lines but at the same time like man I won't know the difference like you show me a picture of Ty Hunter compared to like someone else I'm like I don't know which one of you is singing what part, but y'all sound the same. Great. Well, and, and, and I think and I think you kind of nailed it, right? Because if, if you're lit, let's just say that you didn't know the Hunter brothers, you didn't know. Yeah. And you just heard that song on the radio. If you can't really tell the fact that there's two singers in there, then you just kind of get hooked on it anyway. And then you go, Oh yeah. wait, there, like there's two. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> like you find out after the fact. And, and, and I find that so interesting. Like when I heard little big town, I didn't realize there were four people in that band. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him, I'm like, oh, I thought there were three, but then that was like, you know, the whole Lady A thing. But yeah, that's that was something that like we had we had that conversation at one point. I'm like, you know, I do I do think that like if we if we're aiming for radio, it's going to be a one like the yeah. one of us in there doing the harmonies and things like that, but the other person is going to be the one that's leading that that's leading the vocals on it. So it's that as was long, as, as long as like you don't split up or like you know go different ways like the uh sugarland experience like oh, listen yeah. I, I i love sugarland's like first song but then like now when i go back i kind of feel bad because i'm like like she is still there she is a part of this band and then all of a sudden she's not and then it's almost like all right they kept on going on without you it's like okay I love Sugarland. Oh, yeah. so well, it's like I think it's like what Jennifer Nettles and then the other guy. I, I mean, it's bad that I can't remember the guy's name, but it's like literally that's what people remember Jennifer Nettles because she's the one that's going out doing publicity. She's on shows. The other guy, and maybe that's just him. He just doesn't want to do, and that's fine. That's cool. But like sometimes I'll look back at people and I'm like, oh man, like even Little Mix. Like I like Little Mix. There used to be four of them. And then one of them was like, yeah, no, I'm going off solo. I'm like, I want to support you, but you haven't really done anything for me to kind of like reach out and say, great. Like at least when One Direction split up, you're like, all right, it's always been the debate of whose band is it really? But then they all go their own separate ways. And then you're like, all right, you're all you're all goddamn talented. We had this conversation last night about uh, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Yeah, yeah, we were talking <laughs> about Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and like what was the difference and why one was more successful. And, and I was like, so when I was growing up, and even to this day, I still remember each individual Backstreet Boy. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. all had their own like persona and and that sort of thing. And like NSYNC tried to do that, but really it was like Justin Timberlake and the others. You know. <laughs> I want to ask you kind of um, a little bit going off the topic in terms of music, but kind of relating to your song. Uh, It's like, you only miss me when I'm gone. So in terms of that, what are things would you miss if they were gone? But things that I meant, I mean, coming after the plague, geez, I would say like life, like theater, concerts, museums, zoos, like everything that makes life fun and cultured. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, like, it's the same thing. I mean, I, I, for me, my entertainment was live events. So it was the same thing, like theater, like I, I have Toronto FC season tickets and just going even just going when they were like doing the whole half, you know, half capacity. Yeah. It, it wasn't the same. Like you don't have like just the loud cheering supporters. It just, it honestly felt like you're like watching rec league on the pitch. Cause that's the quality of this game. Anyway, Sorry, <laughs> I will miss empty roads. Like I will miss being able to drive around the city and go from like one end of the city to another in 15 minutes rather than two hours. That was, that's, that was that's, nice. 
Yeah, that's fair. Um, I feel like you know what? You're not alone on that. I feel like now I don't know if you know who these people are, but like Crash Adams, that was their thing. They take the red couch. Now they're gonna miss that because it's literally like, can you guys with the suits get the fuck out of the way? And then they're just they're like, we're trying to do TikToks here. It's like, do it, do it during COVID. It's like we did, and that's when we had our best success because everyone was inside. It's like, well, we're back out again now. It's like we're still bringing that red couch places. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I think there's certain things that we 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 grew to to love during the pandemic that aren't gonna stay. I don't know. Like, I there was, I will always go see a Marvel movie in theaters. Like, that's just mm-hmm. a given. And I wouldn't expect. And obviously, there's got to be a point where you draw the line. But like, there was a point where you know, almost every movie theater was at the point where they're not movie theater, but production company was like, well, we're not releasing in theaters, so it's 30 bucks to watch it at home. And I'm like, you know what? That's not a bad thing. Like I'm, it's going to cost 30 bucks for all of us to go anyway. So everyone come over. We'll just do that. And cause I don't know, there's certain movies. I don't want to have to go to the theater to watch. <laughs> and I will pay for it at home. I feel like, you know what, in that example, if you don't mind me using it, but like if someone was telling me, Hey, you could watch. That's my boy at home. I'd still walk out of my house. Sorry, Adam. Sorry, Sandler. I love you, but that movie was like I I watched the whole thing, but like halfway through, I was like, "This is like thirty bucks that I'm not getting back." But like I'm like Adam, you get one shot, and this was your shot because I'm not. I know better. Mister Deeds is still my all time favorite movie. There's plenty others, but like that was strike one. And then when it was like Jack and Jill, I think Jack and Jill came out after. And then there was like a Disney movie that he did. I'm like, no. I know just your tail a path of your career right now. That's not for me. But like, you know, Grown Ups 2, I was like, no, seen Grown Ups 1. That's fine. But <laughs> I mean, listen, like when you build your career that you have so many good movies, I'm sure there's times where you're allowed a shitty movie every now and again. Listen, if Jim Carrey came out with a movie tomorrow and it was like shit, I'd be like, but how many good ones has he had? And now leave him alone, please. Like, <laughs> Comedians in particular, I think they get to a certain point and then they just they're just like, we've done enough and they just want to make fun movies with their friends. Like how many movies have I seen with like a couple comedians in the same movie? And it's not a good movie, but, you know, they're having the time of their lives. I mean, every Seth Rogen movie that's been (laughs) produced. (laughs) I mean, I want to ask you in terms of I know we went kind of over a few things that you'd miss in general, but like. You know, when people listen to the song, the idea is basically like, hey, you only miss me when I'm gone. Your piece of trash, <laughs> trailer trash. But like, I want to ask you, like, in your own relationships, what kind of things are you glad that like you you either walked away from or you're happy? That's like, yeah, I don't miss that at all, because I feel like that's the kind of thing that people would walk away with the song going like, yeah, you know what? Don't miss that at all, because I feel like, listen, I don't have a lot of relationships. That's just me. Something mm-hmm. that I I. I try to struggle with of why no uh but it's like i will sometimes look at my friends and be like yo like we're arguing over this tonight and i'm like you're literally arguing over what movie yeah she wants to watch disney i want to watch i'm like how about you fucking compromise what week one watch disney week two watch this like you know and it's like when they get out of the relationships like don't miss that at all and then three weeks later like i miss watching movies i'm like it's your own fault you didn't have a strong enough relationship (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a ton of relationships either. I have not had a lot of relationships. Oh, they're, God. they're all intimidated because you're 
sweet ass broad oh, tree references they're like it's broadway and it's country they're like i just want to date nicole and then like, <laughs> so i have this idea oh man like okay so here's some that i don't like the things that have kind of gotten better that i don't miss um the not believing me about directions like getting really freaked out about like going the wrong way and not knowing where we're going and not i'm good i'm really good at direction yeah. and like not believing me and like taking my phone away and being like let me see the map and i'm like i know where we're going like stop being ass you know so there's that I also think I don't know. I mean, this is a girl thing and I'm sure other people have different opinions. So I might be in the minority here, but like, I think overwatching porn, not cool. If you have a real actual girl in front of you who is willing to sleep with you, should that not be more exciting than a screen? If, I don't know. What with if, strangers what? and another guy. Why are you watching another guy do things? I don't know. That's just my opinion. What if, what if, <laughs> what if, what if, what if she wants to watch porn with you? That's different though. Like that's okay. That's that's uh, you know what? Now I that sounds weird to me. Imagine your girlfriend being like, Hey, are you watching porn? You're like, Yeah, it's like can I watch too? I'm like, what's wrong Some with you? But there's that call like I I think Kean Peel did a sketch on it where it's like it's like, Yeah, but we won't watch it together. It's like, okay. And then the girl goes to the guy, it's like, you pick, and you just see him going like shit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that's sensible, but I, I agree with like Nicole. I, I agree with Nicole in the sense of like the whole directions thing. I was looking at Armin that time, and it was like literally he was just like, "Oh God!" Like retracing in his mind, how many times have I taken her phone and was like, oh. <laughs> "No." Usually, if we're going somewhere, um, you're driving and I'm sleeping. Yeah. That's, oh, that's I fair. Sleep a lot. I sleep like thirteen hours a day. It's really bad. It's really great when we're touring, where I'm like, oh, we've got a three-hour drive ahead of us. He knows I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The company's great. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because I like when I when I look at that song and I kind of look at both sides to it. Obviously, you know, scumbag, scumbag X, but and not to get like too serious here. You know, I think for me, I don't know. I always looked at a lot of relationships and I kind of blamed them on like my mental health you know like i'm like i'm like yeah, i have okay. this illness and it causes me to be this way and if you can't handle it it's your fault but there's only like i think it was only until very very recently when i like i, I don't know i think like three years ago i kind of swore off relationships i'm like i'm done like i'm i'm sick and tired of like having to like deal with this over and over and then there did come a point where i'm like okay maybe there's something that i need to do to fix this because <laughs> obviously like it can't be everyone's fault all the time <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it was and it was and it was a really big eye opener because I think like you know that that whole like I think the the we're using the only miss because I'm gone idea it that's the thing that happened in every relationship and then it got to the point where I'm like okay I need to figure out like for sure how much of this is like everybody else and yeah. I think when I finally ended up finding like there's there's this amazing therapy that's designed for for people that are that are borderline and I finally went through that therapy where I actually walked away going. Wow, I like would probably be still like I'd be with my first girlfriend like <laughs> had I had these skills, you know. It takes a few relationships for like you know I think I might be the problem, um, <laughs> but but you know I think a lot of it is also like being you know being the opposite of the guy in this song where you're just sit there and go like okay you know what if if I if I'm clearly fucking up every single time and she's dumping me, maybe I should smarten up so that this yeah. doesn't happen. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I think those are the things I don't necessarily miss. I think there's some that have been great. There's some that were like, you're kind of expected to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're the one that's responsible for like, and there's points where it's great. You're like, oh, I get to pick the movie again? Oh, great. Yeah. But then it's also your fault for picking a movie that they didn't want to watch. And and and, and I think that that's always really, and, and, and you grow, right? I think that that's something like where I look at now, like, eh, I don't know, maybe, 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 maybe all hope isn't lost. But at the same time, like, you know, it's, it also, it also puts you in a very scary position, right? Like, I think as like, and, and I mean, like, we can talk about it. Cause like, you know, coming out of like the tour was the tour and like getting into Christmas was stressful. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I think we were we were both stressed out. Like there was so much going on. And again, I think neither of us had really prepared or were ready for last year. Mm. Like, I don't think either of us were ready for the album for anyone to listen to the album <laughs> other than like our families. I don't That's think we were, like we weren't ready for people to actually be interested in talking to us <laughs> about music or like or in this case about literally anything <laughs> you know and for 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 people to to follow like it got to the point where like we we went from this being a really fun project to this being a project where we where we have to work to keep it up and i think we almost lost a little bit of a sight and we lost sight of why we did this in the first place like we we lost sight of like we we're doing this for fun like we should be having fun yeah. and it was a point in december where i think like we we both kind of reached a peak of like you know this we have to remind ourselves why we're doing this so we got through we got through the end of the tour we did our hometown tour our homecoming show um and then i think we took a couple of weeks off like late december early january and then when we came back we're like okay we need to talk about like how we fix this because we need to like yes we need to work but it shouldn't be we need to enjoy this and yeah that's fair you know i was like i was going through that's when i was going through my therapy and there was a time where like there was a lot that i talked about there like yeah december could have been very very different if i could go back and take a lot of things there but you know i think that's one of the reasons that like we get along so long i think why you know we're we're, we are so close that like there's there's a lot of understanding in in mental illness and kind of the things that we go through and we're there to have each other's back and i think when we sat down in january like we we did pull out a calendar and we're like okay let's map out the tentative year Mm -hmm. um just so that like we don't end up the way we did at the end of last year because that was you know we it the the result was fine yeah Yeah, i mean when you're when you're finally playing a show like when we finally had our homecoming show and we were playing in front of friends and family like and they were our songs for the very first time like that was one of the most rewarding things but you know a week of just like hating it leading into like that one hour yeah uh, that because that's that's what it was there was a week of just like are we even, are we are we even gonna make it to that show hi i'm steve yurko and i'm tara sands now available from maji media is our new podcast four kids flashback Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. 
I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Yeah, um, I kind of get where you're. I, I kind of get where you're going to because in terms of like podcasting, it's like it's similar. Like in terms of like the arts per se, there are times when you finish uh, an interview or a conversation, you're like. Now I got to edit it. It's like, I don't want to edit. It's like, I don't, I don't, I then it's like almost like, all right, but you know what happens if you don't edit things for a couple of weeks, you know what happens? Like, cause I used to think and it's, it's interesting. Cause I mean, I'm still goal oriented to the point where I'm like, all right, I'd like to see more followers. I'd like to see like the reach, but I'll, I'll post like what I call a teaser clip where it's like almost like the thing at the end where we get people to do a shout out. And then I'm like, okay, like some people like that. And I'm like, that's literally what they're talking about in the episode. But then when you post a teaser clip, then you get like random people that will like it and then follow you. I'm like, hold on. You like the teaser clip better than the actual like part that we're having fun in. And then I'm like, but it still takes time to then find the best teaser clip. Like I, I will, I won't be honest. It's like, you know, sometimes it's like really like that sound bite, but what will people like better? And then it's kind of like my gut of like, well, who who is this for? Yeah, I want people to like it, but like, yeah. I think this clip is better. And then someone will listen to the interview or conversation after and be like, but this clip sounded better. I'm like, yeah, but I thought this was interesting. Like, and the idea is it's Tobin tonight. Yeah, I want people to listen. I just don't want to like, but I'm like, it's generally like, I want people to get involved in the genuine of what yeah. I find interesting. Like, Cause then who am I? I'm just another guy that has a show that posts clips because I think you find interesting. Like I think one of the clips that we posted the other day, like we had curlers on and it's like, okay, like what clips do you think people would find interesting in curling? I'm like, Oh, they probably would find interesting about like the Olympics and like, you know, the fucking new teams and how they formed. And then I'm like, okay, that's good. But then there's also a clip that I was like tempted to post out where it's like, here's a fun clip of how uh, the two did not get along before a wedding or like, you know how they, and I'm like, I think that's interesting. It's yeah. different. Yeah. So I, I mean, I play with a little bit in terms of like what I want people to understand and the, you know, the dynamic of it. Like for example, like if when we're posting teaser clips for this one, it's like, all right, th- let's see if they have anything. Like, was there an interesting clip about when we talked about the song, but when, like a light bulb went off for me that time when you were talking about the whole dynamic of going the therapy and like the whole thought process. Cause I'm like, all right, for them, for their audience, they want that clip of how did this song come about? That's a good clip to kind of promote your song. But the clip of you saying more or less like, Hey, we were kind of burnt out. There's a whole bunch of artists out there. That are like I fucking relate to that. Yeah. I will like that. I will follow this podcast now because he probably has other people on that talk about this. Like, I'll say shit, but it's like legit real stuff, but you know, and that's it. That's how you kind of grasp a little bit of the medium. (laughs) And and, and, and I think you nailed it too. And like, we've had that conversation a lot where we basically say like, okay, we need to reset and realize that like, we, we have a following that we never thought we would have. Yeah. We have a platform that we never thought we would have. We have people that are listening, but do we really need to continue to work at that? 
if it's like detracting from the enjoyment of why we did this in the first place. No, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, we like, have the like, people now. Like we've, we've, we spent so much time constantly focused on growth and we got really obsessed with this idea of like, we have to keep churning out content because that's what I remember that. Was. I remember that conversation. It's you can catch that in part one of these interviews where literally you were like, yeah, we have a, we have a time schedule for who goes on social. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, why? <laughs> Well, it served us for and, a while. and here's the thing is that we were doing it and we did that and it worked yes. it, it yeah. really it, when you go in and you actually analyze your analytics i'm like we if we're going to post one of our covers we need to post it on a wednesday at 12:30 because that's when people for whatever reason that's mm-hmm. when it works mm-hmm. we don't know why we <laughs> come to expect it. It's Instagram like, it's, tells yeah. us, so like, yeah. and we became so obsessed with that because in our heads we're like, okay, and when we post this kind of video, fifty people will go over and actually like view our profile. Yeah, that's a good number to have. Um, but we became so ingrained in that that like even the content we were creating that was fun content, like we're we're I don't know we're covering like. We were doing like a little, we opened up the balcony, set up some mics, and we played a killer song and recorded mm-hmm. that. And that should have been fun. Yeah. But, but we're like, not. the take has to be perfect so that, yeah. And, and yeah, like, so, and I think now that we do this, like when we used to do those Broad Street, take, Broad Street does takes, we would end up with like seven. Mm-hmm. Now we show up, we're like, we're just doing it once. Let's treat this like it's a live show. We do it once and we're like, oh, that, that actually sounded yeah. good. Well, we're done. Yeah, it's all. It's always like nice to find someone that you kind of coexist with. Like you don't always have to agree, but just come to terms with how things work. But yeah, I, I'm sure there was plenty of times in like group projects in like high school or university. Maybe you guys can relate, where you're like, "Why am I carrying the whole goddamn team?" Well, and that's. And, I always hated group projects, so I think that that's probably <laughs> part of why I was so freaked out about people. People probably hated me in school for that, where it's like we're working on a group project, and I'm like, I, I, I'll join your group, but I don't really want to join your group. And they're like, Well, we don't want you. I'm like, Thank God. <laughs> I'm like, I was too honest, and they're just like, Well, no, we don't like you anyway. I'm like, That's fair. I'm like, Good, because I would rather fail by myself than a teacher be like, Actually, you failed collectively. I'm like, No, we didn't. We did not fail collectively. Keith. <laughs> Keith over there failed. I did my part. I need to know who this Keith is in your life because you've talked about it multiple times. On the show. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm just protecting people's names at this point. So my little sister was really into YouTubers. Uh, that was a big thing when she was growing oh, okay. up. Yeah, yeah. 19 now. And it was a huge thing with her growing up. And she used to love this this kid. I don't know. He's, he was like 18 or something. He used to come on and read his like childhood journal just like read his diary like on little youtube clips which i thought was so brilliant and it's so funny but i have to be like because he just says the names of these people and i'm like imagine these poor people he went to school with you know (laughs) there's there's a part of me that there's a part of me that thinks that that's clever because i i feel like he's smart enough not to use their names like i have one now it's it's similar to what like you were saying i think he's like he draws sketches. I think it's called like brewstew.com and it's like a little bit more adult and he curses in it, but like I'll watch them and I'm like, I really hope that the kid's name is not Patrick. Cause like every now and again, he's like, yeah, Patrick's dad beat his ass. And he's like, screw you, Patrick. And I'm just still like, I really hope that you are either very far away from Patrick or Patrick does not know you have a YouTube channel. Or in most cases, the guy, the guy's name is not Patrick at all. He knows 
he knows he's talking about him, but he's like, I can't do goddamn shit because it's not my name. It's like someone coming on to more and saying yeah. all the shit in the world about this podcast, but they don't refer to it as Tobe tonight. But you know they're talking about you, and you're like, I really can't do anything because technically he didn't say my name, and people probably know who it is, but you know, who knows? It's like me coming on to more and be like, yeah, so one of our recent interviews, we really talked about like breakup songs and these people were on and blah, blah, blah. And then you, you were like, sounds like us. Yeah. <laughs> we can't really call him out on it because it's not him saying it's us. Yeah. Very kind of uh, self-inflicting question here. But like, you know, we're talking about missing things. We're talking about the single. Like, what did you miss about me? Oh, I I mean, luckily I mean, for us, you dip in into our DMs. You slide in our DMs a lot. Um, you're making it sound horrible already. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, 90s talk always, but also um, the Herbert uh, accent, the Herbert, the Herbert, Herbert voice. That's nice. We're both, that- we're, both family, we're both huge Family Guy fans, you more than me. Yeah. <laughs> Love my family guys. So that's my favorite. I've literally, I've, I've been like, I've met with friends and like I, that you have come up and I've, I've literally gone back for a message and be like, you have to listen to this. Listen to him do the voice. That's nice. I like that. I feel like, I feel like if there's a time when I'm in Toronto or something, I'm like, Oh, my knee. Someone be like, why does that sound familiar? Do you know Nicole? And I'd be like, yes, I know Nicole. <laughs> and they'd, they'd be like, they'd be like, is there an old guy trapped inside of you? I'd be like, I'd be like, Ugh, you don't want to meet Sully. <laughs> uh, but uh, like Armin, like what did you miss about me? Uh, I think the the last 42 minutes are like, honestly, a really good example of that. We've been talking for this long and it's honestly just felt like, I can't believe it's been this long because <laughs> I don't know. We've just been, we've been shooting the shit. And I think that's one of the, I, I I'll honestly say that like, we keep a lot of, I think, what happens between us behind closed doors. Obviously, like we have an image on social and everything like that, that we, we like to, we like keeping up. And this is the first time we're like, I don't know, either of us, well, I guess more, mostly me, but mm-hmm. well, you didn't give me a look of like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> talk about this. But this is, our, this is the first time that we've actually been open about just the challenges that we had in December. Um, yeah. And the fact that like, you know, there was a point where I think we, we both actually went like, I are, I don't even think the show is, we're going to make it to this show. Yeah. Um, and I think being able to comfortably talk about that and not even have you bring it up is just is a really is a really cool example of why we love sitting and having these these chats with you you know it's you're 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 a really great person to talk to you and you you're like our therapist really at this point like i feel like there's just i feel like there's gonna be a day where it's like i'm gonna be dead and someone's just like well who was his therapist it's like he didn't really have a therapist but he took a lot of shit in and and then they'd be like Oh, is that why the is that why the bathroom is still on flush? I'm like, no, literally, Keith, come on, this is horrible. <laughs> he's dead. It's like, yeah, but he was such a monster to me. I feel like I can get one last dig at him. I'm like, seriously, he's getting buried tomorrow, and you made a digging joke? Like, come on, Keith. Uh, uh, I think, I think, I think, all in all, like, you know, not just not just on the comfort side, not just that, you know, everything's very laid back, but you also you also take the time to do your research ahead of time. We appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's there's fair. nothing. I, I feel like I feel like. Listen, look. What's the research? There's like a blank, <laughs> it's a blank sheet of paper. I think I think the best way to describe it, we don't have to literally use one of our. And I'm not saying they're rehearsed. It's, oh, I'm not saying that they're yeah, scripted. Yeah. We've answered the same. Like when we go into interviews, half the time we go, "Yeah, that's you. Now it's me." That's you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
Which we know who answers which questions. Like, we know the dialogue that goes into it. It's it's always the same. And I think over here, like, we literally go over like, cool, what do you think? What do you think we're going to talk yeah, about? You, on this? No, let's right go. Right before this happened, he was like, I need to mentally prepare myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Broadtree for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening, and good night. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.